I, I swear to God, I'm going to find out where that drop is eventually and do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad intro song, right? No, it yeah. sounds great. It sounds great. It I'm proud a of you. Banger. Did you not see me like glitching <laughs> through the camera at least like five times head banging? Yeah, I love yeah. I love how much frames are dropping right now as like the music was playing and stuff. It's really <laughs> this oh, is yeah, like... the frame the frame rate dropped, like the audio started glitching. I'm like, oh if I disconnect right now, I'm gonna be pissed. This is definitely <laughs> JRE quality podcast right here. This is sure. this is Ooh. all riveting content for the listeners. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> You've found volume zero of the Rock of Shame podcast, the roughest, toughest, newest musical discovery podcast in the universe. I am your host, the bad boy Bryce Reed. I am joined by the evil genius Greg Plord. Greg, your last name, Plord like Lord or Plurd like Word? Plord, Lord, because I am clearly elegant. Okay, good. Good to know. (laughs) With the most common (laughs) French last name in existence. I'm also joined by the one and only the stream daddy, Drew Peak. What's up, Twitch chat? Yeah, you have to say something. Really great to be here. Really great to be here. One of our hosts is mute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Drew, he's here for uh, moral support. Oh, man. <laughs> if you're new to the show and you fucking are, uh, let me give you the good news. Each week... Three hunky dudes and sometimes guests uh, select a musical artist or group that we've never really listened to. And we spend a whole week immersing ourselves in the art, culture, and world of that artist. Only to return here the following week and tell you all about it. You can listen along with us and soon we'll incorporate other ways for the folks at home to get in on the action. Of course, if you're watching us live on Twitch, thank you for doing so. If you want to help us grow and support the show, there's only one way, and that's to let the world know. Share us on Facebook, tell your friends, tweet us out, at Rock of Shame on Twitter. Uh, And of course, uh, as I mentioned, you can watch the show recorded live every Wednesday night over at twitch.tv slash thickboydrewski. Spelled the obnoxious way, if you're wondering. Um (laughs) Incredibly obnoxious. Yeah, as obnoxious as possible. Uh, But most importantly, for now, just subscribe uh, on any podcast platform that you like and listen uh, along with us every week as we band together to destroy our musical backlogs and never again say, I've heard of them. Uh, I want to describe the rules in general as we start off uh, this show. The idea behind this show is that each week we're going to choose somebody, right? Uh, Who the three of us... Uh, have decided is kind of a blind spot for us. This is where the bulk of the back end of the episode will be, is is uh, trying to find someone that between us is uh, in that blind spot, which I think will be difficult because I have certainly different musical tastes than Drew and certainly different musical tastes than Greg, uh, different musical backgrounds. And so finding... Uh, now there are millions and millions of artists, so it shouldn't be that hard, but I, I think most of the play will be there. What qualifies as an artist we haven't really listened to? I would say the cutoff is I've heard, I've listened through one of their albums. Anything I think more than that is probably on the south side of, uh, appropriate for this podcast. Um, anything but you know if you've oh i listened through 
they're a big album that they put out and that's kind of your uh ex- the extent of your experience with a particular artist i think that runs perfectly fine personally immerse ourselves in the culture of that group any any way that we uh see fit i know we're all going to have different ways to go about it but the idea behind the show at least for me uh and i'll i'll get to you guys in a minute is uh i am uh, approaching 30 years old now uh i am living in uh, a world where i turned away from the radio as like a freshman in high school and had kind of written it off as anything that was going to ever play anything i was interested in right um and now i find myself approaching this age and and really feeling like man i pay ten dollars a month for access to an unfathomably large music library and i use it to listen to a lot of stuff that i am comfortable with music brings me great comfort and i find myself listening to a lot of stuff that i'm like i was listening to this a decade or more ago right (laughs) and uh and i i look forward to the opportunity and 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 wanted to create this show uh for the sake of having this real um uh excuse to explore music in a way that feels a little less daunting and scary because music is better with friends right um and so Agreed. that's what's most exciting about it for me i don't know where you guys are going into this but greg do you want to shed some light on your your uh, feelings heading into this uh project well originally i've been sort of on and off with youtube just sort of sort of playing like a Fantano light as with about 90% of other music uh, commentary channels. And I've been more recently over the past few years just forcing myself to listen to five to six different albums a week, depending on who the artist is, genres, and, you know, artists that, you know, whether I know them and anticipated them for a while or ones that I've never heard of and I just see an album cover and go, Ooh, that looks nice. I wonder what it sounds like. And I'll just listen to it on a whim. So this project, I think, sort of sort of adapts to what I'm currently doing with discovering music, but it's really going to force me to listen to things that I've maybe seen it before and maybe gone, eh, I think I know it, but I, I haven't really bothered checking it out, or maybe it's something that I've maybe I heard years ago and it's like, oh, I remember like that one or two songs. What was their discography? They have 13 albums. Oh my God. This is yep. incredible. Or, oh my God, this is shit. And I'm only going right. to know if we, if we do this. So right. this is, this is going to be fun. Drew, how about you, buddy? I mean, I think recently, like at least within like the last year, um, Man, like I've been kind of in a bit of a uh, echo chamber of this overly accessible music. Um, I think it's pretty easy to kind of get stuck into like certain types of music and then just like go really deep into just that rabbit hole. But and then I'll turn on some random channel like like a soul channel or something like that or like disco or something and be like, "This is Shaka Khan, what the hell?" And I'll just uh, be like, "Yo, this song like." this song's kind of awesome. Like, and I start kind of hearing it from like a different perspective. And it's like, I remember like the regular 
like hit songs or whatever, but then you start to kind of hear some deep cuts randomly that someone throws out at you and you're like, excuse me, like this is the same artist that did like, you know, this song. And so like, I guess, uh, you know, having like to pursue and find new content for my like DJ streams each week has been making it. So I'm obviously very deeply uh, focused on like finding what's hot right now for house music because uh, that's kind of primarily what this genre is for my channel. And then, sure. you know, in my free time, I'm like listening to a lot of rap. Um, and like, I just haven't really uh, been diving into some of my other passions, which is like, you know, rock and roll and punk rock and soul and funk and, you know, a little bit of some outlaw country music for whatever right. reason, you know, I guess I am from Tennessee. So that, that definitely... <laughs> I guess it comes, it's, it sneaks out of me every now and then, you know, I just start right. feeling like a little country boy, yeah, but uh, yeah. either way, man, like I just, um, I think this is like a great idea for a podcast, just being able to kind of dive into stuff that, you know, like you said, I've heard of that. I've heard of that guy, but you know, when you right. honestly reflect on it, you're like, I don't really know a lot of this person's music and having to like kind of challenge yourself to go in and see if you really dig it or not is going to be. Uh, a fun exercise and to be able to kind of see some stuff at the end or have some pleasant surprises or be shocked to find out that 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 couple of songs you know is the only reason why you've only heard those couple of songs is because <laughs> the rest of their stuff is absolute trash i mean i'm ready yeah. i'm ready man like let's let's get after it you know and yeah guess... the 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 echo chamber is the real word right like that's the the idea of the show is to is to sort of have a sort of uh, as, uh, trying to think of a fun way to describe it that isn't homeworky uh way to uh sort of get out there and uh and break out of your comfort zone uh because i know that when i go and listen to music on Spotify or whatever, uh, I open up the app and then I go, oh, I'd like to hear that song. I know that song. Uh, as opposed to really like outreaching uh, for new things all of the time. Uh, and so it'll be nice to sort of uh, have that expectation upon myself. I'm doing it all for me. That's what I'm saying. I uh, mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it sort of benefits me too, because like when you were mentioning that too, I just thought back to like, how did I used to find music and a lot of it came from like, like, so, you know, how like today you'll have a friend who will like just randomly message you like a YouTube sure. uh, thing with like Sean, song you're talking it. about, you're talking about Sean, our <laughs> bassist player from the lovely band Sonic Libido, Sean. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or like, I don't know anybody really. And I right. find myself when people do that, I go like, I'll listen to that. And then I forget. And then, and you, then I never listen then you to don't. it. Yeah. I just don't fucking listen to it. Yeah. But I mean, like, so back in the day though. When it was like CDs or like tapes, like yeah. you and your friends, like you'd be like, yo, have you heard like, did you hear Doggy Style? And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. I remember like someone gave me the album Doggy Style and I listened to it and was like, Snoop Dogg's the fucking shit. And like, was just absolutely <laughs> like blown away. And I was like, ooh, this is gangster. I, I want to be from like Long Beach now, you know, or, like it took me there. And like, I mean, it would happen with so much stuff for like, you know, I'd like my first Foo Fighters album, uh, someone gave me right. a, a CD for, or, you know, like whatever it is. Like, it's just like back then when someone would share music with you, it was like very, um, it was very special. Like if yeah. someone made you a mixtape or something like that, it was like, that's like my best fucking friend, you know? Right. And now it's like, if someone's like, 
hey, I got like this mix of some music on like a Spotify playlist. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever, buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got I to go like look at how many people liked my last Facebook post. You know, like yeah, I don't have time. It's, it's very, very impersonal sharing music now. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. Because I find myself doing the same thing when people send me stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then it's uh, I've already forgotten about it uh, after uh, having said okay. Um, we're going to take uh, a moment every week and sort of talk about new stuff that we want to highlight uh, that just came out. This week, for me, The Bronx dropped White Shadow this week, which is a single from their upcoming album, The Bronx Six. Um, I love this band, and I, this song is, again, them sort of moving towards... You listen to their first album, and it's very much a, kind of a hardcore punk thing. And you listen to what they make now, and it's very melodic. And this moves continues to sort of move in that direction for them, which is really cool. And I'm excited about the record. It's up for pre-orders now. I picked up a pre-order of it, so... Um, I wanted to highlight that because uh, I'm always happy when they come back. It looks like this is going to be, with a big asterisk next to it, like one of the best years for music uh, because either people, either stuff that was delayed is coming out or people made stuff in quarantine. Now, it remains to be seen whether the stuff that was made in quarantine will be any good. That's a bizarre environment to make a musical record in. Um and I hope that these records don't come out and we have 100,000 songs about fucking being alone in isolation and shit at the time yeah. when nobody wants to hear music that talks about that. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it turn out. There were, there were some house tracks that did that during the quarantine, too, that I found. And I was like, oh, my God. This is fun <laughs> for right now while I'm live streaming DJing. But, like, right. when I go back to playing out, like, I don't really want to play the track i'm solo like right <laughs> like i want people to feel like together you know like right right yeah oh my god for for like the past few months and even starting last year i've been making spotify playlists of just everything i've been listening to like singles and eps that i've enjoyed and whether or not i like the albums or not like i'm i'm starting to make a series um right. called the month in music where I sort of rate the month in music as a whole based on what I've listened to, just on like a consumer report style, right. um, which I'm editing right now. It's definitely not timely. I'm only starting on January when it's about to be April. But hey, right. day job that's about 11 hours long. I'm going to have a little bit of time constraint. But sure. um, like this, this recent playlist I did for March is over four hours long. Like there's been yeah. so many singles and shit that's been released that i've just loved and i mean looking at my phone right now at my spotify playlist there is just so much like death from above 1979 just came out with a new record that i think is really solid it's a little bit more of a transitional record for them but mm. it still has a lot of that really dope uh bass and drum fuzz that they've been known for that you know they kind of really honed in on while sort of transitioning into slightly more indie and electronic, I wouldn't say like Crystal Castle's territory, but there are some synth work that kind of reminded me of like that debut Crystal Castle's record. And earlier this month, two of my favorite metal records came out. Wolf King and uh, Pupil Slicer both came out with some of my favorite records this year so far. Pupil Slicer? So, yep. They're, they're a mathcore band from the UK. Oh, oh great. Mathcore. I love it. <laughs> 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 sorry i 
I have this weird like um, obsession with hating like any math type music just because of uh, how much time signatures change in it and stuff. And I just it's really impressive, but at the same time, we go, come on, like <laughs> as a drummer, because like I don't know, it's just like we, oh yeah, trust me, as we... a drummer myself. I cannot do that for the life of me. I yeah. listen to that and I'm just trying to follow along to the signature and trying to follow along the structure. And I'm just like, this sounds super dope. I will never be able to play this and make it sound good. <laughs> for for me, it's it, it's less of I will never be able to. It's more I will never take the time to learn how to <laughs> fucking do all of that. Like, enjoyably. Like, I will never enjoy learning how to do something like that. That is fair. <laughs> Like I, I want to. I just want like dabble a little bit in like old school prog rock. But as soon as it gets to like two thousands mathcore territory, I'm like, nope. I am not even attempting to cover this. I'm just going to enjoy it as a consumer. Nothing more. <laughs> yeah, like I'll hear like King Crimson and be like, I that's that's doable. And then I'll hear like, <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck, dude? Like. It's just like yeah exactly yeah like i hear it i'm just like that's insane that they did that but i will never take the time to do that ever <laughs> this would be this segment would be great for like if we had like an out of context clip compilation thing <laughs> just me going do you <laughs> drew drew do you remember when we played with that math yep. rock band mm -hmm. at that show that got canceled oh yeah and then we ended we up playing some up, random we, we played some random backwoods hillbilly yeah, northern some... mainer fucking birthday party instead with so... three full-on bands and they're all we like get to the... we, they're like they're like blasting like nickelback or some shit when we get there so like dude, their taste dude, is refined is what we're trying to say we, we got to the show it was at this place in portland and uh we had all we'd played there before like a couple of times and uh, Sean at the time was still under 21. He was like 20, our bass player. And we get to the show and the venue's like, I'm sorry, we can't let you guys play because one of your guys is under 21. We can't let him in. Now, first of all, at that point, we were playing with Sean all over Portland in a bunch of different bars. He totally could have got in. It was fine. Second of all, we played there before more than once. And I explained this to the guy, and he was like, yeah, sorry, we can't do it. I'm like, all right, I know that you can do it because you have done it more than once before. But okay, I guess we'll find something else to do. And like, we had put the show together and we'd like pulled up friends from, uh, Massachusetts. Sean had booked this band from New Jersey had come all this way. Uh, and they showed up to this venue and they won't let us. It in. wasn't Jersey. Actually. It was a band that was on the road and was based out of Vegas. Oh so this was God. like, yeah, this was like their yes. show in their slot that they could only play on this night. <laughs> Oh my fucking that's, god. That's great. I loved them. They had like this really cute, like heady, dready, like hippie looking girl as their singer. And she was super and nice, then, but when she went on stage, she's just like like super like hardcore screaming voice. I so feel great. like I feel like there was also a band from Jersey there as well that was the more math rocky band. Cause the band from Vegas was like a like a bad brains type. Yeah, band. they were like thrash punk type stuff, but with like a really hot cute hippie girl singer who like just screamed like a demon it was and so it was so a special experience that i fell in love with they showed up at the venue and i was like 
I'm so sorry. I don't know. And and so we're like walking down the streets of Portland, like going into different venues. This is completely divergent from the show. But uh, going into different venues being like, hey, I've got literally an entire show. What do you have going on tonight? And, <laughs> and none, of, none of them are taking it. Eventually, our guitar player, Colin, calls his friend. And his friend lives in Bo- Bodenham, something like that. And it's like... Uh yeah, I'm having a birthday party tonight at my house and Colin is like, "Hey, you guys want to go play some dude's fucking birthday party in his garage?" And we had all the equipment because it wasn't like a good va- it was a shitty bar and so like it's the type of place that makes you bring your own yeah, sound system and shit yeah, like that. And so we had all- yeah. we had everything. We just needed a place to play. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, so we drive out to fucking Bodenham, which is like way out of everybody's way, but I'm like it's fine. If you're from out of town, you can crash at my place. It'll be cool. And so we all go there, and we have this. It was an awesome show, for what it's worth. Uh, Probably better than the show at that fucking bar would have been in the first place. Uh, But it it was maybe the most notable situation that's happened where uh, it was just like, okay, we need to find another place to play right now. It was honestly fucking (laughs) badass, though. Like, it was a great time. Like we really all was, like uh, buddied up super hard. Like, it, yeah, it, it was a great turn of events as opposed to just being like, "Sorry for coming out, guys. Uh, enjoy your trip back to wherever the fuck you're playing and you're from." You know, <laughs> we actually were able to be like, "Hey, we're just gonna play like a house party, like old school rock and roll style." Like, I literally yeah. like as like a sign of good faith, I ended up buy. Then I buy like I bought like two thirty racks of beer. I think I was like getting like a lot of money at some job at the time or something, and I was just like. <laughs> I'll buy a couple 30 racks of some fucking PVRs and, like, pull up, you know? Like, yeah. I just came out and was like, time. hey, guys, thank you so much for, like, letting us play. Here's some beer. And then, like, basically kind of like, we gave you beer, so now you have to deal with, like, how absolutely thrasher, like, everything's about to be. We have yeah, a ska I, I, punk band on this bill, <laughs> a mathcore band, and a thrasher punk band from, like, the West Coast. Like, all just getting after it, so... It was, Here's it some was beer. Really, get really, really cool. drunk, and this might actually be okay for you guys. There's a there's a video from that night, and I don't know if I still have a copy. It's probably on Facebook or something. Of there's there the math rock band is like thrashing away, <laughs> just going crazy, right? And you can see in the back there's this doorway that's open, and this dude walks through the doorway, and then immediately like drunkenly falls over backwards. <laughs> uh, it was one of those kinds of nights. Yeah, it's the greatest fucking... Every time I watch it, I crack up because he's just... He's out of it. And it was like one of the dudes from Vegas, too. Like, they just got the playing, and he's, like, completely tagged. Uh, it was great. It was a great uh, occasion, uh, I would say. Oh, my God. Uh, remember the cops came and shit at the end of that, too? We were We were already, like, leaving. Like, we were leaving, and the cops came, and, like, we're trying to search the dude's vans. that And they uh, they had some stuff in their van they didn't want the cops to see. I'm not going to, like, incriminate anybody. You know, I'm sober, and so I, like, talked them out of it. I was like, guys, like, look, like, we came a really far away. We were supposed to play the show here, but unfortunately, blah, blah, blah. And we ended up, like, talking the police out of, like being dicks we're like we're leaving like they're like well do they have a place to stay we're like yes they do thank you so much for coming out and checking up on all of us and then like we got like a cd yeah no right (laughs) we just have an ep 
<laughs> we uh we uh i remember that because we had packed up we were already like gone basically we'd packed up sean and i had left because yeah. i was like i'm gonna get back to my house to prepare it for all of these people showing up on the same night I was actually a really good hang uh, too afterwards at your place too. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. And then he and so I I left. Uh, and then you guys called. You're like the cops just showed up. I was like, oh shit. Uh, anyway, since it's volume after after all that, since it's volume zero, uh, I thought it'd be good if we put together a list of artists who don't qualify. Uh, this best to kind of give everybody uh, some sort of indication of uh, where our sort of uh, very studied musical leanings lie, um, but also just you know to uh, to quell any hopes so that maybe we don't get uh, a bunch of people asking for certain bands that uh, just are never gonna happen uh, because uh, us doing it would be like well we could but like I already know everything about th- that band uh, so I I want to start with Kanye West please. <laughs> I yeah, I actually have listened to a lot of Kanye. I don't think he's on my list actually. Really? Let me double check. It'll be on mine, uh, so yeah. we won't. We will not be adventuring into Kanye's yeah. discog. He just seemed like an extremely obvious one. <laughs> Drew's number one is Kanye West. Uh... <laughs> the greatest of all time. Uh, Greg, give us your give us your uh, your ten, man. What are what are uh, t- ten artists that we're just never gonna do on this show? Um. Well, admittedly, a lot of these were based on a series I actually did on YouTube that uh, I know you saw at one point uh, called Discog Devil, Um, and Mm. a lot of those were just discographies that I knew a bunch of. So the ten that I have listed are Rustic Overtones. They're my favorite band of all time. I would just gush for like three hours on an episode it just would not function for this podcast um <laughs> system of a down also be pretty close to time length on that uh the roots love them to mm. death uh death grips ajj or andrew jackson jihad um they were formerly named uh weezer dead kennedys enter the haggis fugazi and spose Wow. Yeah. Uh that uh, a good uh sort of variance of genres there. Enter the Haggis is one that you kinda it's funny, them and Rustic Overtones are the two that you that are like, oh, he's from around here. Um Enter the Haggis is actually Canadian. They're Canadian yeah. Celtic rockers. Kinda sure. doesn't make <laughs> sense, but fucking. But yeah, I had to throw uh, Rustic Overtones and Spos in there because it's like they were they were two of the biggest reasons I actually went to Linden State at the time mm-hmm. because Linden State had the music business program, and which now they're right. Northern Vermont University. Rest in peace, Linden. But um, yeah, they were because it's like, oh, two main artists who actually had a chance of, you know, going major, but they're doing great independently. You know, I'd love to learn something like that and incorporate that in the main music scene somehow. Uh, in which, of course, right now, I, uh, I can't really do when the no goddamn venue is open. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, you know, but I don't know. 
I, I, our, someday we'll have a long conversation about my feelings regarding this uh, pandemic and what's come out of it. But uh, not today. It's not too today. long. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's uh, my, my list... ten. If you need any further explanation, I can I can do that. But uh, I th I think then we'll be like two hours long. <laughs> that seems pretty solid. My list uh, for this I don't think has any of the bands that you have. Um, my number one is Queen. Uh, Queen was uh, the band for me that um, made me really interested in music in a big way. I mean, music was always on with my, you know, my dad had uh, Billy Joel tapes and Doors tapes and things like that, and they were just around all the time. Uh, but Queen was the band that I discovered on my own and the band for me that, uh, like, completely like blew up my world like that was that band for me um marvin gay uh i'm incredibly familiar with this catalog i think he's the greatest pop singer that ever lived and i uh uh can uh he's one of those artists for me that just is, is just every i know all this stuff so <laughs> he's he's untouchable on the show uh motorhead uh motorhead is not an artist where i like the majority of their albums but i've listened to the majority of their albums and uh the ones that are great i really enjoy and uh so there uh, unfortunately no deep dive on motorhead on this show oh man drew, drew sounds so sad about that <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't want to dive into motorhead everybody loved motorhead <laughs> um <laughs> uh mighty mighty boston's my favorite band of all time they were uh and and remain uh like musical idols of mine um and uh the band that i uh you know whenever i come up to a conundrum as a as a musician or as a person or whatever i'm like what would the mighty mighty boston's do in this situation so uh they're definitely uh, a band that we can't touch because i'm just entirely too familiar and, with their and catalog, for those so. listening in who aren't who probably wouldn't know this information you guys as sonic libido actually opened up for Boston's when they came to Maine during their uh, Let's Face It anniversary tour. And yes. for me, uh, Joe Gittleman, the bassist, was my professor at Linden. Yeah. So we all have a connection to Boston's one way or yeah. another. We also opened for the Rustic Overtones at one point, too. You guys yeah. did? I mean, it, it would kind of make sense. Remember that day fest that we did? did? We? But I don't that remember. That day fest was like really, really hot, and we played in that weird stage that was like closed on all sides except for the uh, front of it. So it was like a little hot box that we just sweated our butts off in and then they showed up in a bus and they came out after us and when we were playing like i think we played I... for about like three or four people i think because the rest of them were all at a weird raffle that was going on because they decided to set up everything at this festival to have it so the live music was like very far far away from everything else that was happening Super at the festival the i do just... remember this now <laughs> that was a weird fucking show <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird show. Uh, That's just a bizarre yeah. setup. <laughs> I don't think the Rustic Overtones had a good time super, there either. I, I think they like we didn't stay for long. We were like, let's go get ice cream. It's hot, but <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> I think we were just really mad about that show that we just like we didn't even stay for Rustic Overtones. We were just like, get out! Like I'm mad. Like this this the show sucked and we we're like do we want to stay here or do we want to go back to drew's place and do anything else 
Uh, and we chose doing anything else. Chose the ladder. Just wasn't, it wasn't good. We were just depressed about how this show, like, like we had been, bo- oh, it's a show with rustic overtones, and we were all like, oh, shit, there's going to be a lot of people there. People like that band, you know? And then we get there, there wasn't hardly anybody fucking there, and mm. the setup was horrible. So bad. So, so bad. <laughs> Didn't they have like they had like a the they had like a dub reggae like DJ or some shit before us or something weird? I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was a weird, very man. very strange it lineup. Weird. It was not. Tenacious D is on my list. Uh, huge influential band for me when I was in high school. Uh, I didn't like their last album, uh, if you can call it an album. But yeah, that would that one was awful. <laughs> but I uh, am, am fiercely familiar with their catalog and their hidden stuff and all that shit. So uh, they're cross off. Andrew WK, one of my favorite solo artists uh, of all time in all of his albums. Uh, he's got another one coming out this year that I'm super excited about. But uh, I own all of his stuff, so we can't talk about him on the show. Uh, the Bronx slash Mariachi El Bronx. Uh, I have these listed as one band because they're mostly composed of the same members uh, <laughs> as one another. And so uh, they're listed as one group. I love uh, this band and uh, in both iterations of it. And uh, and we can't talk about them because because uh, I own all the stuff. Uh, Billy Joel uh, was uh, a, a sort of instrumental character in my childhood. Uh, I grew up with a sort of uh, blue collar upbringing in northern New England. And uh, and he's just an artist that sort of is is uh, cut through anyone who was uh, living in the in the late 80s, early 90s at the time. Uh, and my parents certainly were. Uh, so <laughs> he's an artist that I'm just too familiar with this catalog. Uh, Foo Fighters, uh, I, uh, lo- I love distaste relationship with this band. I uh, There are a handful of records that I think are absolutely amazing. They haven't made one that I've felt that way about in 10 years or so uh and not for lack of trying uh but uh i i am and fiercely familiar with their catalog and have seen them live a handful of times uh and uh, the live show i think is beyond reproach uh but the records are sort of a different story at this point uh my the last one on my list is dance hall crashers uh i adore this band and if you've never listened to this band go and listen to dance hall crashers uh this wonderful uh late 90s ska punk uh band with two female vocalists who stay in locked harmony throughout the entire songs uh sort of like switching up who's on top and who's on bottom it's such a beautiful uh wonderful sound and uh we can't explore them on the show although they are the one artist i put on the list where it was like god fuck if I could just pretend that I've never heard this band before, because I love this band, uh, that the, uh, they're number 10 on my list. Drew, give us 10, buddy. All right. Number one, Kanye West. Number two, Kanye West. Number three, Kanye <laughs> Yeezy West. All right. Number, number right. two. He just put out. Are you wait? You're talking about a uh, contemporary religious album of the year winner. Kanye West. Yes. Oh God, that fucking thing. <laughs> contemporary Christian. Was, what is it? Contemporary Christian album, album of the year. <laughs> there, was good, there was a good track to do on it, but 
most of it. I like that clips. Like, re- I like that clips reunited for one track, but other than yeah. that, like the production was so goddamn all over the place. And Chick Fil A. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I will never like, listen to that again. <laughs> like Elvis Presley and Little Richard before him, Kanye West has fully transitioned. Yeah. <laughs> making Jesus music. Oh God! No. I'm, sure I'm no. sure he'll venture back out. I mean, like considering the fact that, like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Oh my God! That scared the shit out of me. There's something behind me. It's just my mom bringing my dog back. She was looking after Appa for the day, and I just saw like a figure behind me. I was like, "What? Who's in my house?" <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> Episode zero. Drew dies. <laughs> yeah, gets murdered on stream. Bye. I love you too, mom. <laughs> Say hi to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Love you too, Mom. Uh, All right, so... Uh, that was the special guest. That was the uh, special surprise guest of the evening. So... <laughs> everyone say what up to my mom. Uh, um, anyways, so... What up, Drew's mom? She's already gone, but I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> hey, yo. All right, so... um. Yeah, I guess like the other albums that we can't really go, I mean, artists that we can't really go over and stuff when we do our deep dives, uh, I'd probably put 3-6 Mafia on there because I'm from Tennessee and I kind of grew up with that. Um, they're, I mean, they got me into like Dirty South rap production, which got me from there into producing electronic dance music and stuff when I started learning how to DJ. And so, um, yeah, they're they're a huge influence on a lot of stuff that I do now. I think I, I think it goes without saying Daft Punk is gonna be on there. Um mm. and uh also Justice, uh the two person French group that also did stuff around the same era. Uh it's a lot of electronic dance music. I wish we could go through it because it's like seriously like back when they used to do really cool electronic music kind of albums that flowed together, but oh well. Um anyways, <laughs> uh Let's see. Oh, well, get fucked. Listen to it on your own Yeah, time. listen to Justice if you want to listen to Justice, <laughs> I guess. Um, I would say I'm trying to stick to more kind of pop culture ones, too, I'm thinking, because sure. uh, yeah, it'll be nice to not have to have chat being like, try this song. I mean, try this album. Try this band, you know, or try this artist. Right. So I guess, like, I would put Linkin Park on there as well. I'm sure probably all of you guys are fairly familiar with their discog. I, it was definitely some angsty mm-hmm. middle school music for me, um, and I know a lot of it. And I st- I still love me some Linkin Park, so yeah, that that one would have been an absolute like yeah nope, yeah. Can't do there's it. definitely I'll <laughs> right. still hear some that I'll roll my eyes at at first, but by verse one is over, I'm kind of bopping to it, you know. Like I'll be like, oh Linkin Park, <laughs> all right, whatever. Your in- your inner thirteen year old's going, God damn it, it still just like oh, this is so cringy. <laughs> Crawling in my skin. And I'm just like, all right, fuck, I'm back. Yeah, that one got memed to death. <laughs> For good reason, but... Ugh. I think it's worth accepting that there are there are going to be a bunch of bands that are simply kind of too notable yeah. to be selected. Yeah. Uh, especially of a particular time. Like, Green Day is probably one of them where it would oh, be Oh, like... dude, yeah. That would be on my list if it wasn't yeah. just mentioned just now. But, uh, man, uh, Led Zeppelin, sorry. Uh, no, no can do. Yeah. ACDC, yep. no shot. Um, I mean, these are all just like notable, like super big names, I guess. Um, yeah. So maybe I should kind of go to the more like less known because I feel like I'm going to name some of these big names and y'all will be like, yeah, fucking of course. Um, 
<laughs> so I guess Elton John, yeah, right? obviously. Yeah, like... um, I guess like another one that probably is not worth going into. Like a lot of like the boom bap, like hip hop from like the nineties, like Nas is not going to be able to get on that list. Jay Z is not going to be able to get on that list. Um, uh, I don't know, like a lot of the East Coast rap and like some of the Dirty South stuff too. Like Outkast will not be able to make it onto this list. Um, sure. Let's yeah. see. Um, Tainment, I, 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 we can't do a venture in Tainment Fala because like I was really into them for a while. And I've definitely gone through a lot of their catalog as well. Um, well, I'm taking them off my suggestion list. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Was it really on your suggestion list? It was. I, I'm only familiar with like the album art of Currents. I haven't actually listened to a single Holy song. Of it. Actually, no, that's shit. a lie. I, I, listened to their, I listened to their last album, but I completely forgot what was Jesus on it. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, dude, that's unfortunate. Cause I, I suck. It, it is definitely worth a dive in your own time unfortunately we can't really do it on this one because i've like that's been theme song music for me at certain points in my life so um yeah i guess i would put on the list as well um uh shit i had another one but i was thinking of um oh my goodness gracious what was the other one it was like it was within the same line as like Tame Impala, and I was just thinking of it, and I was like, "Coheed, <laughs> definitely not." Uh, Coheed and Cambria. Honestly, <laughs> I only know "Welcome Home" from Coheed and Cambria. I, that could go on the list technically if you sure. guys hadn't listened to a lot of Coheed. Uh, okay. <laughs> Phew. I, I I feel like I'm gonna be that asshole who's like, you mentioned a bunch of these names, and be like, "Nope, know them. Nope, yeah. I've heard yeah. like six of their yeah. albums. Nope." I know it's gonna. Nope. This is. I'm this sure. Is gonna be the I'm hardest sh- thing is just fucking finding an artist that we can all dive into each week. That <laughs> yeah. Let's let's uh let's move on to to doing that because uh, we're at about that so, time yeah. where it makes sense to do that in the show. Yeah. Um. This is gonna be uh, kind of a loose conversation every week. I hope people are ready for that of just uh, debating and throwing out names and stuff like that. Drew, do you have a name that? you would throw out as an artist that's uh that we should maybe explore this week keeping in mind this is artist number one it has to be big guys it has to be it has to be important you know um yo you know what would be okay this one would be really funny for us to have to do um because <laughs> oh god because of the fact that it is 100 percent like way off all of our radars guaranteed because i only discovered it through tiktok i'm a little terrified uh, i'm familiar yeah, yeah, with tiktok I'm a... a little bit but i'm still scared <laughs> there's a terrified. song that is super popular right now and it's a genre of music that has emerged as of recently called hyper pop music oh yes and this fucking song is the weirdest sounding shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, let me let me just really fast. Um, find I'm gonna name. see if I can find the name here because I think that's gonna be important here. Um, hang on, I gotta move this window over. As soon as you said hyperpop, the nerd in me was like, "Ooh, yay!" Okay, it's not gonna probably be like that. It's it's like Zoomer. <laughs> this is like Zoomer music. 
Like, it's gonna make you feel old, I think. Hold on, so... Yeah. Oh, I think it's called Sugar Crash. Hold on. Yeah, oh god. Okay, let me just double check and make sure it's... Yep, okay, okay. It is, the artist is Ellie, E-L-Y, no space, capital O, and then lowercase T-T-O. Ellie Odo, or Ellie Otto. And the song is called Sugar Crash, with an exclamation mark. How how much of a discography does this have? I'm, yeah, it needs to be someone so with a... I just want to make sure that there's an album that goes along with it really fast, because this would put us... There isn't. She's got... It, this person has three singles on Spotify. Oh. Meh. Can't really digest much of that. <laughs> you hate to see it. Well, I was just... I was trying to see if we could, like get into like hyper pop somehow because I have not explored it, but I want to force myself to listen to it and confirm yeah. that it is just not for me with, with the, the particularly, I think groups like that who are part of this sort of SoundCloud revolution are going to be the difficult ones to explore a disc, a discography. From. I know it, isn't it like frustrating that that's kind of, well, cause, cause I, and this is not uh, uh, a critique of the way they do th but songs are like tweets for them for for soundcloud the soundcloud people like they, they like they put they just put stuff up and they're like yeah yeah it's, uh, i thought it was kind of cool you know and that's kind of what that platform is about and so yeah. it's different than like than than pushing together and trying to thoughtfully create like a body of work the way that you do with a service you have to pay to put songs on yeah, yeah i think um, it, i think an artist that i'm pretty sure because i know a little bit of hyperpop like a charlie xcx um, I know a fair amount of her discography, so she would be out of the conversation unless we did like a, you know, I'm the fan that knows more of it and you two kind of go into it blind kind of thing. But right. um, one artist I think that all of us would be a blind reaction to potentially because I haven't gone out of my way to listen to them yet. But in the hyper pop scene, they have made waves within just like two years is uh, is a uh, 100 Gex. They they released a couple of records and uh, they've just been they extremely polarizing. It's like the most extreme version of hyper pop so far. And it's like weird hyper pop, uh, hip hop and new metal kind of uh, genre fusions. Like it can get really weird. They have an album and a remix album and they actually. Remixed, yeah, that's they what it mixed a Linkin Park song. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Is that it's an it's an album by this uh, lady Laura Less and uh, Dylan Brady. Yeah, and he he's, um, he in particular has been on like production for like a ton of artists for like the past couple of years. Like he's been a go to in the like pop and hyper pop scene for a while. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's one album, um, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I honestly think that g trying to muscle our way through an entire album of hyperpop is going to be a venture in and of itself which will probably take a lot of picking it up and putting it down throughout the week so i think drew's, we can handle drew's, that drew's primary interest in this artist is that he's he's assured that he's not going to like it i want <laughs> that might not be a good thing. i want to be i want to be wrong though is the thing like, I want to go into something feeling like there's a really good chance that this is – I'm going to very much dislike this because so yeah. far what I've heard of Hyperpop, I'm just like, 
what? Like, come on, dude. Like, just let me let me throw a small list of people I put together out there. Sure. And you guys can tell me as well. So, yeah, you guys can tell me if any of them don't apply. Number one, Neil Diamond. Never listened to a Neil Diamond record in my life. Know he exists 100% for sure. But I've never once listened to any of his songs. Probably couldn't tell you a song that he's written, uh, unfortunately. Who, Neil Diamond? Uh, definitely. Caroline. Yeah. Bop, bop, Sweet Caroline. That, that's about with the, the exception only one I know either. With the exception of Sweet Caroline and maybe the one that he sings at the end of Saving Silverman. And, um, and Bryce also... Um... One of the one of the guys in chat just said that Hunter Gex, um, apparently Krayshawn. Do you know Krayshawn? You probably know Krayshawn, uh, right, Greg? Yeah, Gucci Gucci Louie. Gucci Louie Louie Vinny Vinny Prada. Yeah, that bad bitch. Had the um, one album that came out like way too late, sold like less than I think four hundred copies or something like that. But honestly, it was, it was such it was a like, trendsetter. Oh my god! Yeah, like criminally um, underrated. Like yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like the album, but like if you look from that album onward trend wise i'm like this was uh, yeah. already like three years ahead she, of its time i think she's like from the bay area she's like a she's that she got a lot of the hyphy bay area kind of influence to her thing yeah uh she, yeah she never made a lot of money off of it uh she has like ptsd from it now oh my god damn i didn't oh, know that wow. that's <laughs> unfortunate um she's she's great though she's seriously like did some really cool shit in my opinion at least i like i really liked her her stuff sure. but that's interesting to know that like, uh, she's digging that and like it might, the fact that she's the, she was kind of a trendsetter is kind of interesting that like she's like into this thing that like a lot of people are like very weird about right now like which is hyperpop because it's like, yeah. obviously a lot a lot of zoomers are like yeah hyperpop and like you know a lot of us are going like what the fuck is this shit and like, <laughs> I don't know like that's the only reason like I'm sort of flocking towards the idea of doing like a hyperpop thing just to start with just because it's like so much not any of our musical taste that it would be interesting no no i i understand that yeah. I, I i we're just looking for artists with slightly bigger catalogs than like an album yeah i mean yeah actually i have one in mind uh um her her, her name was uh sophie she actually just recently uh, passed away, unfortunately, but um, she was cited as someone who, uh, like, really set, like, the hyper-pop trend, like, really helped, like, make it grow and expand into what it is now. Uh, she just recently passed away, I think a month ago, um, and she has, I believe, three, maybe four albums? Hmm. Okay, that might, uh, that might be it's, something we could dive into. Yeah. Potentially. It might be cool. I don't know if that's where we should go with the first episode of the show while we're trying to get people interested. Is is this uh kind of uh smaller artist? Yeah. I think maybe we should aim a little higher, uh, sort more of notable, bigger, more right notable now. characters, basically. Uh, like here's an artist. Niche. Here's an artist from the from the '90s that exists in my blind spot: the Fugees. I've never listened to the Fugees before. Um, people seem to really like that band. Fuji. Does it not qualify? The Fugees. Yeah. Fugees? Is that is that how you say it? Oh. The Fugees. I assumed it was like I assumed it was I, it like refugees. For, it doesn't it doesn't qualify for me. Uh, unfortunately, I. Uh, what What is the album that Ready or Not's on? That album, I've I've listened to that one like a lot when I was younger. Okay. 
Okay. I'll admit I'm, what not, about, I'm not as familiar with Fuji's, but what about how about outside of No Diggity? What about Black Street? Well played. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think for a second. I'm like, cool. Outside of No Diggity, Black Street. Uh, I also have Rocket from the Crypt is on here. I've never been through Rocket from the Crypt's uh, discography. Um, or you know, we could just go for broke and do Michael Bolton. You know what I mean? Just listen to Michael Bolton for a week. <laughs> I think I've heard maybe two of his songs, and I just immediately slammed my laptop screen down. I'm like, no, no. I'm for Kenny for G sure. over this. No. Oh my God, the Kenny I mean, G episode. That's gonna be the one. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely have to do that eventually. What are your thoughts? Because I did listen to a Shaka Khan track today and was like, oh shit, like. Have you guys listened to a lot of hey, Shaka Khan? Sh- no, I haven't listened to I a lot of Shaka Khan. I'm not familiar also, with any of Shaka Khan, or at least like not off the top. I wouldn't know any I know Shaka some Khan. of the classics. Also, like, I know some of the classics because of DJing and stuff. And like, she definitely, mm-hmm. like, her and Donna Summer are like huge and like the influence of like early house music and stuff. But like, I can honestly say I've never done a dive onto any of the albums of Shaka Khan. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, nominee this year as well, Shaka Khan. As much as that doesn't fucking mean anything anymore, but uh, yeah, definitely, mean... <laughs> definitely somebody who's. Uh, I like that idea. I like Shaka Khan as an idea. Another one too. I think that's an artist that, that I was thinking of that would be interesting because they also are the king of rock. Run DMC. Is Run DMC? I I see Run DMC was one I considered, but did not put on my list because I figured he would, they would be disqualified on you at least, if not also Greg. <laughs> I would say I know the King of Rock album, and I know a fair amount I, of the Straight to Hell record, but I don't. Yeah. I don't know a fair amount of their other stuff. I mean, the mm-hmm. Run DMC is definitely been a huge influence i know that as far as mm. hip-hop's concerned and like i know a lot of older heads are like run dmc is the fucking shit and like they're just all about it like it really just like transcended the whole thing uh my buddy tomas in the chat said we should just go top 10 uh for ukrainian billboard charts and just go from there just go blind jump in without understanding the language uh, which is oh boy. hilarious and i think honestly in the future once we've done a more notable artist to kind of start the podcast I think doing yeah. a top artist from a different country would be fucking hilarious, especially because we don't have the language understanding, but we have to yeah. just kind of like analyze it from American standpoints. Cause obviously people from other countries gaggle over a lot of American billboard chart top tracks and they don't really know what the hell people are saying in them and they right. still just jam to it. So that might be an interesting idea in the future. I feel too. like we'll have I a mean, Japanese I... Vocaloid episode now. <laughs> <laughs> He said, he said, if you react funny enough, we might be able to go globally viral. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we get a nice little YouTube clip of it and like just throw that on the tube after like some highlight reels. If, if we tackle K-pop, be extremely careful because their stands are God awfully terrifying. Oh, fuck yeah. No, it's, it's tough with the K-pop world. That is like, we really have to be careful about our wording when we're analyzing K-pop music. We'll be like, well, this one just, I definitely would have to say that it doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Even that, I don't think would satisfy. No, yeah, I would have to be like, but I am, I have awful music taste. So yeah. that could be why I don't like 
think that this K-pop song is right for me. <laughs> yeah, coming in. Uh, uh, full disclaimer, I'm a piece of shit as a person. <laughs> Rock of shame, but... now in 25 different languages. Uh, love right, it. right. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be cool. Uh, definitely to explore that type of... You know, I have... Uh, uh, an interest in a history with uh, mariachi music and things like that. And so I, uh, I'm i excited to explore stuff that isn't in our language just because I think they will make great episodes of like, I'm not really yeah. entirely sure what I really like that mariachi song where he was like, <laughs> right. and I was just like really feeling that like on a like fucking, yeah. on like a literal <laughs> level of like soul. like <laughs> Right, right. Let's look what that right. says. I oh, he said that the rock... Uh, the rock of uh, near the river tumbled down two feet. That that's really introspective because yeah. like the music <laughs> behind it. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's cool. Pop that's open cool. my Google Translate and run the song through it. Oh my I, god! Uh... Yeah, sign me up. I can't wait to like Google Translate <laughs> after listening to something in a different language. <laughs> uh, I really like the Run DMC idea. Yeah. I think that I think that's a great artist to start with. The uh, they're really notable. They have a fairly big catalog. Um, They'd be awesome to discuss because, uh, of course, we're kind of used to. This was an issue. I this is gonna all the music fans are gonna kill me. Uh, It was always an issue that I had with uh, the Beatles. Is I started with all the music that came. You know, like Queen was a huge influence on me, and uh, and Billy Joel and stuff like that. Right, and and so. I kind of started with all the stuff that like took what they did and then just like stretched it out in different directions and stuff like that. And so when I listen to the Beatles, uh, it makes me want to take a nap uh, personally because it just sounds like sort of less extreme versions of songs that I like more. Um, and so it would be really cool to revisit Run DMC with with in this sort of like this age of hip hop that we've been living through for the last decade. Honestly, right? Yeah. Uh, mm. And sort of feel that stuff. And, and old school hip hop is the stuff for me that really works. Um, and uh, so uh, I would be excited to check them out. I've been, I've been reason. so deeply good. immersed in like more recent hip hop right, lately too, that like diving yeah. back into like older stuff, I'm probably first going to be like, Hey, yo, this shit is whack. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, listen to this fucking cornball, like, dude, beat the rock, rock, the rock, rock. I'm just gonna be like, oh my god. But like, I feel like if I like get into it, into it, like, I think it's gonna, we'll see, man. Like, I think I might dig it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll probably like the other B with C and then C with D. Oh my gosh. Hey, everybody. My name is Joe, and I like to chill and drink some more. Like, I feel like that shit's gonna like kind of get on my nerves a little bit, but like, I might sure. I might really like it from a productive production standpoint though, because like, yeah. that's probably what I always like clung to the most with older hip hop is like, they had to like, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Tomas said I got bars, uh, yo hell yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I feel like my suggestions I have on my list are slightly on like the slightly newer end. There are artists mm-hmm. that. I know have made like a big wave over the past 10, maybe 15 years or even less on sure. some of these, but like, I've just never gone out of my way to listen to them. Uh, like, right. La- like Lana Del Rey, either of you familiar mm-hmm. with her? Yeah. I am familiar yeah. with her, but I haven't listened to a lot of her catalog. Exactly. Correct. I just listened to the most recent album that she came out with and I'm like, is this what I've been missing? 
Hmm. Like, it's all right. <laughs> but like, she yeah. has like, I think five or six other records. And like, is there is there a point where it got where it was good? Or am I just mm-hmm. am I just not? Is this just not my thing? Another yeah. Another artist I kind of wanted to check out for slightly the same reason was a uh, Trippy Red. He's a slightly newer sure. artist. I've heard some singles of him. I dig him. Yeah, th- the only reason I actually got interested in maybe checking him out for a show like this is because of the latest deluxe reissue of an album that he had. Uh, his original was Pegasus, and from what I've heard, that album is just god-awful. But the <laughs> deluxe reissue, which is like Pegasus versus Neon Shark, the Neon Shark mm-hmm. second disc is like Travis Barker is heavily in the production. Shavo Odegin from System of a Down is on there at some point in the production end of things. And I'm like, okay, so he's doing the pop punk mixed with rap kind of thing now? Okay, I'm slightly curious to know why my one of my favorite bassists of all time is suddenly involved in this. We're, we're going to have a really hard time with getting Bryce into a lot of new era hip-hop music because... Uh, as as you and I probably know, Greg, uh, a lot of flows nowadays kind of remain in that triplet format. Like, oh, yeah. hey, like, yeah, fucking nails on a chalkboard for me. Playboy Cardi would just be like the death of you. I was honestly going to suggest Playboy Cardi. I, so I debated. I actually would suggest it only because I'm not super familiar with them. I only know like the couple of voice snippets Same. and just how babyish the voice is. I'm like, I'm either going to find some reason to like this or I'm just going to completely just literally shit on camera, like hate this. <laughs> yeah, I have, a, I have a friend who loves Playboy Cardi, especially because of the uh, production reasons. Like they, his beats are just like super like outer spacey and stuff. Yeah, like Pierre, whatever his name is on Die Lit, was like a huge reason why that album got huge. But I just never went out of my way to listen to it. I, just listening to like the couple of vocal snippets of him, I'm just like, I'm going to take note of this, but I will push it aside. Yeah, uh, Going back to Run DMC might go back the other way, though, because you're right that a lot of modern hip-hop stays in that triplet form, which is just... Uh, 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 d- due to my personal interest in hip hop, I I have always said that I I like a rapper to rap like they're a jazz drummer, um, and I like it yeah. when things sort of the, the the play and the interest for me is when a a, a lyricist slash vocalist is out there sort of uh, changing the way that he's delivering the words to rhythmically make them feel better. And so anything that's kind of married to a particular flow, this is maybe like, I love, I mean, it's why it's why you're such a huge Will Smith fan. Correct. I love DJ <laughs> Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That's the thing about them that annoys me is that a lot of his songs are like, oh, this is the same flow that you were doing before. Um, as much as I Oh, by the of... way, can you add underachievers to the list? Uh, Tomas just said uh, they're not mumble rap and they're about 10 year old rap. Sure. Like, they're, yeah. Sure. I mean, these are all things. These are all things that we can uh, pull in through. Like I said, we're going to have. Episode after episode, week after week after week. So as much as it feels yeah. like, like right 13 now. 13 like... episodes ago when I brought up the underachievers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> You're correct. 
Correct. Um, that's why I said put it down on a fucking list, <laughs> so we don't forget this shit. That's why I have my phone, but I'll admit I haven't. I haven't been recording anything we've been saying. Anytime chat throws things out during our live part of like the podcast before we publish it, like I'm just like put that shit down. Let's let's uh, let's check a single and see if that's something we're gonna throw in. Sure. Or like do a little research sure. on so we can blind react. You know. Yeah. 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 One one metal band I would recommend, and I'm not sure if either of you two have heard them. Is uh, and I only know them because of the like this. Their sophomore album was massive to this particular uh, subgenre of black gaze, like mm-hmm. shoe gaze, black metal, uh, Death Haven, or yeah, Death Haven, uh, and their album Sunbather um, was like huge for this particular genre, and uh, they have like four albums, I believe. Nice. They 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 started in like 2010, I think, maybe 20. 2009 and then 2010s they actually released stuff but um they're they're a band that i've known about and i've never really checked out but Mm. i know that for that subgenre they were like very definitive in like how the popularity sort of grew sure sure their name sounds like a like the name of an anime uh and i think that's hilarious personally yeah i feel like if someone were to say have you seen that anime death haven i would probably end up accidentally <laughs> saying i've heard of it <laughs> <laughs> and then hope that they don't press any further you know yeah. uh oh where like, did you oh hear my about God, it it's so good <laughs> like, where did you hear about it uh probably like anime con uh 2017 in philly Oh, oh! You were at Anime Con. In, oh, shit! There was an Anime Con in 2017 in Philly. Oh, shit! So here's, but the, here's the rabbit hole just goes even deeper, and it's like two hours later, you're just like, I Larry David myself and just lie and lie and lie and lie. Here's here's my suggestion: is that each week with each artist, each of us will decide independently that uh, an artist, uh, how many stars we want to o- award each artist. Five stars. Uh, uh, bad, uh, good, uh, or uh, bad, okay, good, great, amazing, you know. Uh, and then uh, each, uh, we'll come back each week and and see how many stars each week each uh artist gets out of fifteen. Um, just for the sake of having additional things to ponder as you listen uh to the music, uh, based purely on your own taste. Uh, which is uh, it should be a disclaimer for the entire show, based purely on our own taste. Uh, which is th- you nothing. You all remember this is opinion. Yeah, completely. Right? We're, not, we're not definitively saying Run DMC sucks ass. The end. <laughs> uh, no, which yeah. is not how I think I will feel about Run DMC. I think if anyone... I don't think so either. But like, if one of us ended up being like, "This fucking sucks ass," the end. <laughs> right. Like, right. <laughs> which. Uh, Hopefully, won't be the case with too many of these artists. Uh, but I, I think, uh, I think we're all pretty uh, set up to l- like something from that band. I think they would appeal to yeah. a lot of people. So I, I think they're a great choice uh, for episode one. I think that's an aw- awesome suggestion to do Run DMC. And like, is there any possibility you could like play clips of it? Like, it, it's not points? something I want to do because. Uh, it, I feel like for copyright reasons, that'd be a little bit difficult. There's not really a lot of podcasts I've listened to where they've been able to play yeah. the clips. 
Usually it would end up being like, let's listen to this clip. And then there's like a cutaway, like sound noise or something that transitions to after listening. Yeah, it's going to it's going to be mostly discussion uh, every now and then. If uh, playing something for context helps, then maybe we can set that up. But the show is going to be mostly discussion um, from here on out. And it's good to mention this here because uh, it's uh, volume zero. And that's what this whole show is about yeah. right now is, is telling people what it's going to be. But it's going to be mostly discussion. And the reason for that is. Ah, the internet's relationship with the term fair use uh, is not only uh, completely a, a perversion of what that law is supposed to cover, it's also rather abusive, uh, the way that it gets thrown around. Um, and yes... If, it, we... if this ever w if this goes on YouTube, we right. could not play a clip to save our lives. Yeah, they, they, if we wanted to make any sort of monetization on this, we'd be screwed. Yeah. And so anytime that we include somebody else's music there, we basically don't own the podcast anymore, that episode anymore, because we're using somebody else's work. There is so much on the internet that goes out that people will be like, it's fair use. And then you watch it and you're like, that's definitely not fair use. I think we would probably be protected playing clips for the most part, but the DMCA uh, takedown notices are like automated at this point. And if they hear yeah. anything that's somebody else's music, they're just going to take it down and hope that you don't fight it. And I don't want to be fighting battles on YouTube all the time. Yeah, if the label owns the recording, they're basically going to abuse the hell out of it, yeah. even if you play like five seconds. If, if, the, if, the automated, if the automated system can detect it, if the automated algorithm can detect that clip, yeah. then it just... It's right on there, even before you upload it half the time. And and not to be accused of being a corporate apologist. I think anybody who knows me knows that that's not the case with me. But uh, they absolutely have a right and prerogative to protect their intellectual property. Because if they don't, then that can be brought up in court as like, why did this matter to you here? But it didn't matter to you here when you should have protected it. Uh, and that's really dangerous for them. Uh, beyond that, uh, I think if you're using somebody else's work to create a derivative work that you uh, intend to maybe at some point make any sort of money off of, then you f they fucking should be involved in getting paid. And I think a lot of the things that YouTubers kind of trot out as fair use, it's like, yeah, it's fair use, except the title of your video has fucking Mario in it. Yeah, Nintendo should be fucking compensated for that i'm sorry uh people are watching it yes because it's you but they're also watching it because it has fucking mario in it and you don't own mario so yes they should be compensated for that um and it's the same case here we would probably be protected because it's for review purposes it's literally a review show right but uh it would <laughs> i think it would lead to a lot of a lot of battles being fought with bots who don't give a shit um yeah. and and so it's it's safer for us to sort of stay out of relying on clips a whole lot yeah in any situation that isn't uh like a dire need for it i think yeah that makes yeah. sense <laughs> gotta gotta love it man <laughs> all, all that money that goes to the record companies and basically almost none of it will go to the artist but the actual Absol artist absolutely yeah. no You'll yes love to see it music love industry it. music industry issues are are a uh combustible edison right but... <laughs> support your local artist people yeah like right, sonic right. libido yeah 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 hey uh let's uh you know talk 
about that before we go, where you can find uh, the boys. As we say uh, or said earlier in the show, at Rock of Shame on Twitter is the best way to connect with us on social media. I think there's also a Facebook page. You can look for it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have the if link there written here. If one yet, there will be. I should, the hell I should have written the link down. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to open up a Discord. Uh, I'm just sort of waiting until we have a couple of episodes going and shit like that to open it. Uh, so it's not so many like this link and this link and this link at the same time. Um, if you want to find me, I host a podcast uh, every week on free feeds called Seeing the Elite, an AEW podcast. It's a uh, professional wrestling podcast uh, on the weekly uh, with my buddy JD. Uh, I'm also in a band called Sonic Libido, soniclibido.com, a hard rockin' ska punk band uh, from Maine. Uh, Greg, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, all at uh, the handle of Gregarious Media. Mm. And on YouTube, I talk some music stuff. I've been trying uh, between my day job to start posting more videos again, but um, I also tend to tweet and retweet uh, quite a bit of things. So uh, <laughs> if, if you want to hear that, uh, warning, very political half the time, but, you know, hey, you get what you get. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry, Drew. Uh, where can we find you? What are you doing on the internet, man? What are you doing <laughs> here on the internet? Hey, yo, man. I ask the same question every day. <laughs> you can find me at pretty much, it's the same handle just about everywhere. Thick Boy Drewski, T H I C C B O I D R E W S K I. On here at twitch.tv slash Thick Boy Drewski or at Thick Boy Drewski on Instagram. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook somehow the same way. I don't know. Good luck finding me there. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's pretty much how you would normally spell thick. But instead of a K, it's a C. And instead of a Y, it's an I on the boy. Gotta love yeah. it. Like I said, the obnoxious way. Yeah, the obnoxious <laughs> way. Gotta do it to him uh, so I can not have other people trying to fight for that name. But yeah, that's it. You know? It's I'm I'm not I have I don't have the most tremendous presence, but if you'd like what you see here, I also host something on Thursday nights called Thick Thursdays, where we do uh, mostly dance music, house music on a live stream that you can catch there live. And some of it will be able to be reviewed afterwards, but most of it gets copyrighted because of the DMCA. Gotta love them. Right. We'll see how long I can make that last for on Twitch before they completely shit can me. But hey, for the time being. Come enjoy it. Or or before Twitch shit cans itself. Who knows, you know? Yeah, uh, good question. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us on what is sure to be a wonderful adventure through music. We'll be back next week with Volume 1, Run DMC. Please subscribe to the show. Tell your friends. Share it around. Music, uh, as we will always say on this show, is better with friends. But for now, and until next week, your favorite band is out there. Go and find them. <laughs>